Monkey Business for Monkey Feet, Season 2, only on Dread Talk. Lies, Deception, and Threats, The Millionaire versus the Humble Mom. This is the story of a woman whose whole livelihood was put on hold due to the greed of another woman who simply wouldn't stop. We are diving even deeper into monkey business with monkey feet and how Rachel will seemingly stop at nothing to get what she wants, no matter the cost. This is episode two, Stolen. This is Dread Talk. Who is Carly Graham? I'll bet that's a question you're asking yourself right now. You see, Rachel Delfonso has had many victims from her business of monkey feet, not only those that have spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on orders that never were fulfilled, but this victim is even more than that. You see, Carly Graham is a mom. She had a small business herself. She also made shoes. And Rachel Delfonso did something absolutely unforgivable. And what she did was cause Carly Graham's mental health to decline so severely that she stopped what she was doing because of it. This is the story of Carly and what Monkey Feet did to her business, but most importantly, what Rachel Delfonso did. Carly Graham came up with this ingenious design of a shoe. At the time Carly started her business, they were homeless. She taught herself how to sew and she started selling mocks on her Instagram. Kim Zolciak Bierman bought a pair and shared on her Instagram and from there Carly's business blew up. Now, Carly was smart about it. You see, she never sold orders above her means. She would hand cut and sew each and every single pair of shoes. With her business, she was able to get herself and her family back on their feet. And a few later, they were able to purchase their home. It sounds like an almost Cinderella story, so to speak. Because of her design of mocks, which she then named Mary Jane's, she had this design patented. If you're unfamiliar of what a patent is, let's do this in simple words. According to Wippo.int, a patent is an exclusive right granted for an invention, which is a product or a process that provides in general a new way of doing something or offers a new technical solution to a problem. Now she patented her design, known as Mary Jane's, off of these leather baby moccasins that she had designed because she was the owner of Jack's Who and she'd been doing it for a little over six years. Soon after she had received contact from the owner of Monkey Feet who wanted to order a pair of her Mary Janes. At the time, Carly Graham was really unfamiliar with Monkey Feet and the business. Probably a lot of the reason most probably haven't heard about Jack's Who, that shop as well. And it's kind of like me when I first was introduced into Monkey Feet, I didn't really know what the business was. I didn't really know what the company was. After watching some of Desiree's videos on TikTok, I was looking at those and realized that there was a story there and it definitely needed to become more viral. It definitely needed to reach more and more people because the powers to be needed to be aware of 
everything that was happening and occurring by Rachel D'Alfonso, not only the victims of the people she had stolen money from, but small businesses such as Jack Sue and Carly Graham. So anyway, Rachel D'Alfonso orders a pair of Mary Janes. And how it went down is Rachel D'Alfonso actually won a bid on a pair of Mary Janes from Jack Sue. And then she reached out to Jack Sue, a.k.a. Carly, and let her know, oh my gosh, I'm super psyched. I won a pair of your mocks through the Fight Like Rocky auction. I don't carry the Mary Jane mocks out of respect for them being your creation. So I'm crazy psyched to get a pair for my daughter. Let me know how I can order. I'd love to have them for my little for Christmas if possible. So, of course, Carly responds back to her and tells her, which ones are you interested in? What size? If I don't respond, please email me. Rachel responds back saying she'd love the Mary Janes in nude with red bottoms. She's currently in mind that measure 5.75 inches is growing room, but wears them comfortably. And no worries at all. It's all crazy busy right now. And Carly works with her, figures out a size that measures, and then figures out what size of shoes to send her. And then Rachel gives her her email, and then they go from there. So at that point, Rachel D'Alfonso, the owner of Monkey Feet, now has one of Carly's Mary Janes in her possession. And then Carly receives an email to her work email that she had given to Rachel in their messaging from when Rachel had won a bid on the Mary Janes. And the subject line reads, Possible New Shoe. And this is what the email from Rachel to Carly says. You ready? Hello. Long story short, my manufacturer has come out with a new shoe. And to not step on any toes, wanted to run it by you first. Now, real quick, I'm going to interrupt this. This is dated December 28th, 2015. Remember, in episode one, we talked about how Rachel D'Alfonso created the LLC for Monkey Feet in 2015. That means at the point in time of this email being sent to Jax Who, she was already in operation. Now let's continue with the rest of this email. I do not want to cause any friction with anyone from the handmade community, so I thought it would take a few extra precautions to not do so. I have attached an image below of the new mock, spelled M-O-C-C. I have talked to a few other shops and they agree that its variations from your trademark Mary Jane mock make it different enough to sell, but I wanted to run it by you first. I will not sell it if you feel it is too similar to yours. I have utmost respect of you and your work. We love our pair of Mary Janes we received from you and hope to hear from you soon. Rachel Delfonso. Monkey Feet at Monkey Feet USA, monkeyfeetusa.com. So that's interesting. She wins a bid on the shoes. She gets a pair of the shoes. And the next thing that happens Carly receives an email from Rachel saying, hey, I'm about to launch these new shoes and they look like yours. But according to other people I've spoken with, they're saying it's a little bit different that essentially she could get away with it. So naturally, Carly emails her back and this is what she tells her. Hello. To make a long story short, no. Pretty, pretty specific right there. She says no. All right, continue with the rest of the email. 
I appreciate the kind words regarding the Mary Janes you received. With that being said, that is the exact reason why I am saying no. I spent the time to come up with this shoe. I have spent countless hours poring over a sewing machine, trying pattern after pattern to ensure each and every one of my handmade products looks and fits as close to possible. With the sheer amount of people continuously copying me or attempting to, I am now having to work double time to not only make each and every shoe, but in order to stay ahead of the manufactured brands, to come up with new designs and styles. Taking the base of the shoe and changing up the fringe does not constitute a major change in design to me. Change how it fits the foot or how the whole shoe is laid out. Come up with your own design and sell your own product. It's a lot more rewarding seeing people wear something you designed versus something copied. Thanks, Carly. Now, if I were to receive an email back from a patent owner or someone that has shoes and I'm the bigger business, and that's the words that I received, I would absolutely not make the shoes at those point, especially knowing that they're patented. Now, is that what Rachel did? Of course not. No, she came out with the Mary Janes. The patented design by Carly was now being sold by Monkey Feet in multiple colors, but they're all the same. They all match Carly's patent. I mean, it's like Carly says, just because you change the fringe out doesn't mean that it's like this huge change to a design. Now, before we get into the next part, I think it'd be very interesting for those of you listening to understand the difference because there are some of you, I'm sure, hearing this and they're going, well, you know, with copyright items, if you tweak the design just enough, you can get away with it and say that it's considered fair use. And absolutely, but there is a big difference between copyright and patents and trademarks, and that's the kicker in this. So let's dig into that just a little bit and go on a side quest to discuss that. Now, I already explained what a patent is. Again, it's about a design or an invention, correct? All right, so moving on. What is the difference between a patent, a copyright, and a trademark? Now, this first part is coming directly from the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Now, what they state is this. Trademarks, patents, and copyrights are different types of intellectual property. The USPTO, which is United States Patent and Trademark Office, grants patents and registers trademarks. Now, according to Investopedia, the difference between all three of those is as follows. A patent protects new inventions, processes, scientific creations, whereas a trademark protects brands, logos, and slogans, and copyright protects original works of authorship. So to put it in layman's term, a patent would be a Nike shoe. A trademark would be the Nike logo. And a copyright would be a book written by Nike. Does that make sense? Now, each one of those is a little bit different when it comes to getting them registered. In my opinion, patents seem to be one of the harder ones to do. Now, let's go through that really, really fast, and then we'll finish up the side quest. So, if you want to patent your design, such as what Carly would have done, she has this design for her shoes she calls Mary Jane's. Now, this is the not requested, but suggested thing on how you would patent a design. So number one, decide whether you want to hire a patent attorney. Now, 
I don't know if Carly did. Some people do choose to do that. You don't have to, but it does make things easier, especially if you don't have time to thoroughly research the design patents to prepare your application. That's what that attorney is for. Then what you're going to want to do, regardless of having that patent attorney or not, is to complete a patent search. This is what you are going to do by going back to the United States Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO, and you're going to search up other patents to determine if a similar design to yours already exists. Include a discussion of your research in your application. USPTO is going to want to know that. Did you look it up? Did you see anything that's similar in design? Then what you're going to do after that is you file a design patent application with the USPTO. If you're looking for a pre-made application form for a design patent, you're not going to find any. If your application is allowed, a patent examiner will describe how to complete the process and will receive your patent. When you contact the examiner, be sure to include your application number, group art unit number, filing date, examiner name, invention title, etc., etc. And then after that, you're going to amend or appeal your application as necessary. And you have a very small window to reply to re a rejected application. And if it isn't approved, you need to modify the contents and argue on its merits. And if you receive a second or final rejection, you can appeal the decision to the Board of Patent Appeals and inter Inferences. Now, it's a little, that does sound a little daunting, which is why a lot of people do decide to hire a patent attorney to take all of that legwork away. They're going to do that research to see if there's a similar design in existence that's already been patented. They're going to get that application rolling, including the research on how you searched the patents. And then they're going to include copies of the design. It's essentially like the blueprints of your design that gets submitted to the USPTO. And then from there, that patent attorney is the one who coordinates and responds with USPTO if anything is rejected in an application or it needs to be modified, argue its merits, etc. And a lot of patent attorneys will also be there for you if you need to appeal that decision to the Board of Patent Appeals and Inferences. All right, side quest over, let's get back to the main storyline. So now in the case of Carly and Jack's Who, her Mary Janes was filed with its patent June 17th of 2015. Now keep in mind, Rachel and Monkey Feet originally filed their LLC with the state of New Jersey in 2015, October 26th to be specific. Now, I cannot confirm if she was actually operating Monkey Feet prior to the LLC existence. There have been some sources that have said, yes, she did. But unless I get actual tangible proof on that, we have no idea. So October 26th, 2015 is when Monkey Feet USA is registered as an LLC in the state of New Jersey. This is the official start date of Monkey Feet. And then two months later, November 28th, my bad, one month later of November 28th is when Rachel contacts Carly about the pair of mocks that she won in that auction. So by the time that she has reached out to her, that patent had already been filed. June 17th of 2015 is when it was filed, remember? And then the date of the patent, this is important. The date of the patent was November 15th of 2016. 
Now, the reason why this is important is because even if it hasn't been approved yet, let's say, we'll, we'll make this a little simpler. Let's say that you have a logo or a design and you want to trademark it. We're not going to do patent. We're going to do a trademark, okay? If you are planning on trademarking that logo, you can still put a TM next to it, which is indicating to the public your intention of trademarking that logo. Same principle applies here with a design patent. So even though the patent itself didn't occur until November 15th of 2016, it had already been filed June 17th of 2015 over a year prior to that. So at that point, the office, the USPTO office is already aware of this design. And for all intents and purposes, it is kind of patented, or at least it's pending. You've submitted it, right? So in this case, even though it's not the date of the patent yet, it's just filed, that is still the property of Carly and Jack's Who. Now let's break down this patent a little bit, because remember, Rachel had emailed her and said that she had spoken with other people, and these other people stated that it was a little bit different, that it wasn't technically Carly's patent. So let's see on that one, okay? Here we go. So the claim, ornamental design for footwear as shown as described. There are references cited in here and documents that were included, and a lot of drawing sheets, actually 11 drawing sheets. And the description, there's figure one through 11. Of these drawings, figure one would be the front elevational view of footwear showing of the new design. Two, the rear view. Three, right side view. Four, left side. Five, the top plan view. Six is the bottom. Seven is a perspective view. Eight is the top front perspective, nine is the top rear perspective, 10 is the bottom rear perspective, and 11 is a bottom left perspective. Now, I know that might sound really, really complicated. So if you want to go look this up yourself, the patent number for her Mary Janes is US space D as in Delta, 771 comma 361 space S as in Sierra. Her patent was approved for 15 year term. And it is a United States design patent. It's not an international patent. And at the time, Carly, who is the applicant and inventor, her last name was not Graham. It's spelled B as in boy, O-E-R-L-A-G-E. -E. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce this because I do tend to butcher names. So Carly B. That's what we're going with. So the patent design does have that last name listed. Once you pull it up, you can look at all these designs. Figure one is this front elevational view of the footwear. It shows the front part of the shoe, the sole, and then this big giant bow over the top. And then you have figure two. Figure two is from the back. The back shows the back of it, and there is a little bit of frill that comes from the top of the shoe that hangs a little bit over the sole, and then you can see the back side of that bow. Figure three is a side view of it. It shows more in depth of that frill. Think of the side of your shoe that you're wearing right now. You're gonna see the sole, you're gonna see the top, you're gonna see the profile outline of your shoe. So with these Mary Janes, you've got the frill that's coming off of where you put your foot into the shoe, plus there's a little bit of frill on the toe, and then that big giant bow. And then figure four is the right profile of that shoe. 
And then we're moving on to figure five, which is if you're looking straight down at her shoe and it shows that beautiful design with the frill, the opening to put your shoe, your foot into the shoe, and of course that big giant bow. And then the next figure is looking at it from, if that shoe were upside down, so you're looking at it from the bottom. And then there's different angles of it to show exactly how this design was made so that it was then put into this application to be patented. Now, if you pull up the shoes, the mocks, M-O-C-C-S, that Monkey Feet posted onto their webpage, and this is interesting, okay? Do we remember the date that she got that official patent for her shoe? November 15th, 2016, remember? So November 15th, 2016 is when the date of the patent was. That's essentially when it was approved. It was filed in 2015. So Rachel fully aware of this patent when she contacts Carly in 2015, but even more so in 2017, October 20th of 2017, Monkey Feet USA has a post on their website that says it's Friday. Sorry, not website, their Facebook. It's Friday, and we're kicking off the weekend with a super sale now through October 22nd. Get your favorite mocks. And there's a picture of shoes. And these shoes, if you've just looked at the patent, look identical to the Mary Jane design of Carly's. There's the front part of the toe. There's that frill on the top. There's a bow. There's the frill coming out the back and the opening to put your feet into these shoes. If I were a normal person who had no knowledge of this back history, I would look at this shoe and compare it to the patent and I would immediately think they're the same exact design. But that wasn't the first time that her shoes had been posted to Monkey Feet USA. Oh no, remember... The whole, whole title of this entire season is Monkey Business by Monkey Feet. And Monkey Business, it makes sense. You see, Monkey Feet actually did something on their social media well before October of 2017 because Carly Graham made a post in January of 2017 where she said, seriously sick to my stomach, can I send a cease and desist? and had a picture from Monkey Feet USA showing shoes, mocks, identical to Carly's patented Mary Jane design. And each one of these shoes, even though they have different designs on them in the case of the fabric or the leather, like some have flowers, some are pink, some are red, it's the design of the shoe. The, the invention, so to speak, the bow, the frill, and the moccasin itself. Again, if you don't have any history or prior knowledge of Carly, Rachel, and this patent, if I were to just hand you a copy of the patent and then crop out Monkey Feet's name and just give you a picture of the shoes from Monkey Feet, you would look at both of those and think they are identical. And that is Carly's whole point. You see, because... Carly told Rachel December 28th of 2015 in that email, no, I don't want you to use my design. It's mine. I have patented. It's very hard for me to compete with manufactured brands such as Monkey Feet. That is a manufactured brand. Now, here's the kicker, okay? I briefly brought this up in episode one. 
since Carly's patent is only here in the United States, it does not cover international. What that means is anyone in the U.S. is not allowed to copy her design without punishment because it is protected by the USPTO. But that's not stopping someone in another country from producing it. And that's exactly what happened. Rachel Delfonso's manufacturer was in China. She sent the designs or informed her at this point, I'm speculating either way, her manufacturer in China replicated Sandy, replicated Carly's design and then created this shoe. Now, what's really upsetting about that is that it's not illegal. It's wrong, but it's not illegal. That's why you can find dupes for designs made in other countries, because they don't have to abide by that unless it's an international patent. So in this case, like I said in episode one, it'd be really, in my opinion, again, I'm not an attorney by any means, but if I were a patent attorney, I would hope that maybe they saw this the same way and went, you know what? This isn't just she had no idea. And it, and it was an accident, she was fully aware of it because there's emails to prove it. She was fully aware that this design was patented by Carly, but she still had the shoes made by her manufacturer in China, and then she was selling them in the U.S. I don't know if there's any grounds to stand on with that, but there may be, especially since her, her patent is good for 15 years. But the story doesn't end there. So what do you think happens next? Stay tuned and find out. Today's small business shout out goes to Kai Rai Boutique. I'm probably saying that wrong. I already, disclaimer in the episode, I do tend to butcher words. It's spelled K-A-I-R-A-E Boutique. They're located in Mooresville, North Carolina. They have a ridiculous amount of fantastic reviews on their app. They do a lot of live shopping. Now, this, this small business, you may not know who they are, but you might be shocked to find out this is Bougie and the Babes Boutique from TikTok. So this is their boutique and everything they have. The one thing that I love about this boutique is the representation of plus size women. Let's face it, there's not a lot of fun clothes for plus size women. It's pretty much the most generic stuff you can find. It's not very comfortable and it's not really a huge variety that you can use to match you and what you love to wear and designs you enjoy. But Kai Rai Boutique has that answer for you. They do have plus size designs in here from athletic wear to denim to tops to shoes and they also have transfers, graphics for those of you who want to make your own clothing and you just need to transfers. You can also get that from Kairai Boutique. You can go check out their website. It is shopkairae.com and you're going to love it as much as I do. So head on over there and check them out. And then while you're at it, go give my girl a follow. She is on TikTok under Bougie and the Babe. You can probably find her from one of my videos where I have stitched her but if not, it's no big deal. It's B-O-U-J-E-E and the babe. So go give her a follow and definitely shop from her. She's got everything you can think of when it comes to things you would love to wear and more. 
And now back to the show. So here's here's where I get sick to my stomach. You see, Carly, Carly in January, the earliest that I can see anyway, she notices that her design is being sold through a major company, Monkey Feet USA. And at this time, Rachel Delfonso is a millionaire. What can you do when you want to fight against a millionaire? You are tapped out on resources, right? But she sees it and she knows that's her design. Her blood, sweat, and tears have gone into this. And now another company is profiting off of it. And you know what Rachel does? She sends Carly a cease and desist letter from her attorney. And it says, Dear Miss Graham, in your various emails and voicemails in response to my client's request that you cease and desist from posting false and derogatory statements about Monkey Feet USA on social media. You have claimed that such posts are merely, merely your opinions and have requested examples of offending posts. While my client does not wish to engage in a back and forth over the merits or substance of your postings, she has provided me with a number of examples of instances where you have posted false and or derogatory information about Monkey Feet USA or its products and social media. In such instances, your posts give the appearance of statements of fact and do not, as you claim, make clear that the statements are merely your opinions. These examples include but are not limited to. Here we go. Misrepresentations about an article posted on Huffington Post on June 7, 2012, regarding lead level in children's moccasins made in China, wherein you falsely stated that most children's moccasins made in China contain three times the legal limit of lead and are otherwise unsafe. In fact, Monkey Feet USA has tested the lead levels of both of its moccasins and Jack's Who's moccasins and determined they contain the same levels of lead. All right, Lady Dreadnought edit version chiming in real quick. So since er since recording this episode, more things have come to light. So this is where it's going to get interesting. In that first part of the letter where it states that uh, a Huffington Post on June 7th regarding lead level and children's moccasins made in China. And then they state that they tested both monkey feats as well as Jack Sue's moccasins. Now, New things have come forward from the manufacturer in China. Now, here's where it gets interesting. You see, just to give a little backstory on this, each country has its own regulations it has to follow in regards to heavy metals being in products, certain things not allowed and allowed in consumable products such as food, etc., etc. On that note, China has a different level of heavy metals that they are allowed to have in their products versus what is allowable here in the U.S. So if shoes pass in China with labs, that doesn't necessarily mean it'll pass here in the U.S. Now, sometimes when products come through, it is actually caught uh, basically at customs. And this this is where it gets interesting. So some people have found that... These shoes that Rachel Delfonso had made by the manufacturer in China, again, they passed China's laboratories, but they didn't pass here in the U.S. 
And there is a message that was screenshotted by Sandy, who is the manufacturer from China, showing that Rachel was aware of that. But Rachel stated that her shoes did pass, but nothing has come forward in regards to proof. So this is the second time I have seen this now, where not only has Rachel claimed that her shoes have passed testing here in the United States, but her attorney has said the same thing back in 2016. But again, the attorney is going off of what his client has told them. So at the end of the day, we really don't know if there is heavy metals inside of these shoes without doing a current outside independent laboratory test. And there is a lab that was mentioned in the Monkey Feet Buyer Beware group on Facebook that has stated, we should think about getting these tested. So if anyone has a pair of Monkey Feet shoes from 2016 versus current, which current is, is let's go with 2020 timeframe, there is an option for those shoes to get tested to see if there's been a change in heavy metals. And that's what I wanted to kind of point out here is that this is interesting that this attorney is stating that it's being misrepresented and is sending it as a cease and desist letter to Carly. But now come to find out this is coming forward as it may actually be a fact that Monkey Feet USA shoes did contain high levels of lead also known as heavy metals. So just keep that in your mind. Then the attorney goes on to say, statements in an April 20th, 2016 Facebook post in which you implied that Monkey Feet USA products are not handmade. Again, Monkey Feet USA products are handmade. Now that's interesting. We know they're not. We know that there is a manufacturer in China. That's what we do know and that has come to light now. Now, according to Carly, she was making people aware that the shoes made by Monkey Feet USA were not handmade anymore. In the beginning, they were. They are now being made by a manufacturer in China. And Rachel Delfonso and her crew of, of, of bullies, as we can call them, were not doing okay with being criticized or anything that spoke negatively about monkey feet. So they essentially bullied Carly and they went after her because she was saying something bad about the company, even though it was true. But back then, May 4th, 2016, when Carly received this letter, that wasn't public knowledge yet. So that's a little bit shady, in my opinion, that this is happening and we're unaware of it yet in 2016. No, people didn't become aware that she had a manufacturer until much later. And now the bigger this story gets, the more and more and more things are coming out about it and how shady of business practices Monkey Feet USA was. Again, back to the monkey business. A lot of monkey business going on here. Anyway, let's get back to this letter. Again, my client is not interested in a prolonged back and forth over your social media postings. Instead, it simply wants confirmation you will stop posting statements that either directly or indirectly refer to Monkey Feet USA or its products, including Facebook, Instagram. Please provide such confirmation by this Friday of May 6th. So basically, Rachel Delfonso steals Carly Graham's patent, takes that design, and is having them produced in China. Naturally, Carly's upset, but Rachel Delfonso's a millionaire. 
So Rachel Delfonso ends up bullying this poor woman and has all of her cult following do the same thing. And then Carly's mental health plummets just down in the toilet. How would you or I operate after that, knowing that your our entire design, hard work, everything we, we've done and that we've been doing for six plus years has just been stolen by a giant company? Would you continue operation? Probably not, because you've probably lost all of your customers. And this isn't the first time we've heard about big businesses drowning out the little guys. We hear about it all the time with Disney. We hear about it with intellectual property. We hear about it with artists where their designs are stolen by big companies. And then these companies take that design or that that artwork and replicate it, produce it on a shirt to sell it to make profit. It is not unheard of. And it unfortunately happens more often than not, especially with overseas manufacturers. They will find small companies, small artists, steal their designs, and then in turn reproduce it in their country. Because most of the time, these designs do not have international copyrights because that doesn't really exist. International patents do, but patents doesn't cover artwork. And that's the unfortunate reality. So, of course, we all know that these shoes are being made in China. We know this, okay? So Carly Graham goes to social media and she makes a post and she says, so here goes. I'm Carly, the owner of Jacksu. I hand make leather baby moccasins that have been for almost six years now. When I first started, my, I designed my Mary Janes and then had my design patented. Soon after, I had the owner of Monkey Feet order my Mary Janes. At the time, I knew of her shop, but not so much. I've always kind of kept to myself for the most part, and it's a lot of the reason most probably haven't heard about my shop. Anyway, she ordered a pair, and shortly after, I received an email from her stating that her manufacturer designed a similar Mary Jane. See, that's the key there. So when she got that email back in 2015... Rachel admitted she had a manufacturer that was making her shoes, which means Carly was aware of that she wasn't hand making her shoes anymore. So she was stating a fact. Interesting. So to continue on, then it was hard. Correction. I need to roll back. I read the wrong manufacturer word. All right. She was nice enough to ask if it was okay to sell them. I said no. It was hard to compete with manufactured mocks. I worked really hard to design them and I paid a ton of money too. That's the other part I didn't get into. So hold on. Let me let me break that down real quick because you need to know this because this will be something really interesting to know. All right. So this is coming from the Levitt Eldridge Law Firm. They're breaking down how much does a patent cost? So while the cost of an application vary depending on the representation, the total costs run from $5,000 to $8,000. These costs incorporate attorney's fees associated with drafting and filing the patent, as well as the USPTO filing fees. Those fees typically cost between $360 and $720, with examination fees totaling $170. Now, interestingly enough, from BitLaw, they have a different cost listed. A patent attorney usually charges between $8,000 and $10,000 for the application, but it can be higher. In most cases, you should budget between $15,000 and $20,000 to complete the patenting process for your invention. Now, I don't know how much Carly spent on her patent I don't know if she had a patent attorney, but the fact that she states that she paid a ton of money, I am willing to bet it was a lot. 
and it's her design. Normally, when you have something patented, you're expecting it to get a return, a, a return on your investment, your ROI, right? You invested in your patent. Let's say that she spent $15,000. She got it patented. That's now her design. She's hoping that she can make that money back through sales. Well, guess what? How are you supposed to do that when a giant company like Monkey Feet USA steps in and then takes your design, has it manufactured in another country to ship over here to sell in turn, taking away a lot of your customers? Carly's a small company. She can't afford to, to hire an attorney to go after Monkey Feet for not only stealing her patent, but intentionally taking her customers from her as well. And that's what big companies do. Look at Disney. Disney protects their intellectual property like a freaking bully. It doesn't matter who you are or how big your company is. If you do not get explicit permission from Disney to utilize their designs, they do come after companies. It is known. It is all over the place. They don't play around, but they have the money and the funds to do so and a legal team. Carly didn't. Rachel did. So she essentially set sent a, a gag order or a silent letter to Carly to get her to stop talking because everything Carly was saying is facts. It may not have been known at the time, but now with the knowledge we do have, it is known that everything she was doing was factual. Now let's get back to the post. Things happened. I posted about her shop not being handmade and made in China. I was then sent to cease and desist by her attorney stating I could no longer speak negatively about her shop, not refer to it as made in China. Well, it is made in China, and she does openly admit to that now, so I can openly share my story with you guys. The harassment I received after posting an article from a newspaper was so intense I ended up in the hospital thinking I was having a heart attack. Interruption real quick. I am a huge perpetrator of mental health, big time. I suffer from a panic disorder. And because of that, anytime something affects me in a negative way, especially my mental health, I will sever that connection. I don't care who it is or what it is. I will treat them as an acquaintance and no longer a friend. It doesn't matter. Your mental health is more important than anything else on this planet. It's more important than your job. It's more important than your friends and your family. At the end of the day, you are the one stuck with your mental health. No one else is. So I feel for Carly in this. I too went to a, the hospital the first time I had a major panic attack because I legit thought I was having a heart attack. And to this day, I have an internal dialogue with myself that is always convincing it that no, you're not actually having a heart attack. This is the anxiety. This is just you having weird symptoms and your anxiety is trying to convince you it's a heart attack. So I feel for her on this. And this is terrible that this affected her so terribly that she had to go to a hospital thinking she was having a heart attack. Your mental health is more important than anything on this planet. Please take care of yourself first. Now let's get back to this. The only shop I named when posting that was Payless Shoes. Payless Shoes because I found out that day that they were now selling mocks manufactured in China. Anyway, 2017 rolls around and she drops her Charleston quotes and some Buffalo plaid Mary Janes. Because of my cease and desist, I said nothing because to be real with you guys, I was terrified of her. 
I still am. I'm terrified posting this, but I'm terrified of reading everyone's posts about her shop and not being able to stick up for myself. My sales have plummeted so badly that I'm begging people to purchase handmade real leather mocks for $24. Crazy, right? In almost six years, I've never had a negative thing posted in any of these beware groups. I've always gotten orders of people's doors, steps within my turnaround time. So many shops back then joined in on the attack against me that I could no longer be in giveaways, and I finally stopped asking. Anyway, I'm done hiding. Hopefully these posts in order. I also just want to say that I feel like puking posting this. I do suffer from deliberating anxiety of panic disorder, so I probably won't read comments so I can handle it. Thanks, Sierra, for encouraging me to post. So first off, Carly, I feel for you so much. I too have generalized anxiety as well as a panic disorder. It is no fun. And I'm the same way. If if comments are going to get heated, I will pause. I will wait before I read them. And if it starts to affect me badly, I will literally turn off notifications and not read a single more. And this whole situation is so sad. She says it right there. She had so many shops join in to attack her. And what I've come to notice from this situation today here in 2023, there was a group of very loyal cult following of Rachel Delfonso. These ones were the ones who just went on the offense and did whatever they could to shame or bully people into hiding and to stop talking. Now, when people started to be concerned about monkey feeds and noticed that there was issues, they started noticing that, you know what, things that Rachel was saying aren't really adding up. But when they tried to bring it up in the VIP group, they were assaulted by this group of bullies. And it just got worse and worse and worse. I mean, how are you going to step up against someone like that when the queen bee herself threatens to remove you entirely if you dare to ask for a charge back to get your money back? And then she will cancel every single order you've ever had and remove you from the group. So now here we are in 2023 and I have noticed that pretty much she doesn't have that big of a following anymore when it comes to these people that were super loyal to her. And what I have noticed is that her loyal following is still on the offense, but not for her anymore. And that's what's so sad about it is they are still big bullies and now they're still attacking the victims, but they're not attacking them for Rachel. In fact, there's no real reason why they're doing it. So in this case with Carly and she made this post public and included all of these things in here, I totally get why she said what she did. She's not going to read comments so she can handle it because she was attacked by that huge group of all of these, this cult followers of Rachel and those people still exist and they still bully and they still attack, but not necessarily for Rachel anymore. So that's the story of Carly, Carly Graham, the owner of Jack's who she's not really in operation anymore. If she is, I'm sure everyone would love to step in and buy the shoes from her. She's not really sure of what to do at this point in time. And I don't, I don't blame her. I mean, what can she do? At this point, so many people are coming for Rachel Delfonso and Monkey Feet USA because they've lost so much money. Carly would just be adding on to that already very growing long list. So Carly Graham, if you're listening, I feel for you so much. I am so sorry that happened to you. I love your design. I am looking at it right now and I am so bummed 
that you didn't have these when my children were little. 2016, my kids were much older. These are the cutest shoes I have ever seen in my life. And I would have loved to have bought these from you when my daughter was little. But she's not. She's a teenager at the time and still is one. I am so sorry that this happened to you. I do hope that now knowing that Rachel Delfonso and Monkey Feet USA are essentially no longer in business, maybe you would consider coming back and selling your shoes again. I am sure there would be so many people that would love to purchase from you because they are handmade, they're your design, and you love what you do. When you love something, you can see that in the production of it. So please, if you do decide to come back out and you want to sell your shoes again, let me know. I would love to encourage more people to go to head your way. And I would love to just help you with that in any way I possibly can. I don't have little kids, but I will still buy shoes from you because I have friends who have little kids and we will make this work. Again, I seriously am so sorry this happened to you. It is so unfortunate, and I am on your side with this, looking at all of the facts and everything you have posted. It is very, very clear that she did take your design, and she stole it for profit and for money. She was fully aware of everything you were stating were actual facts, and she intimidated you into being silent through her attorneys. And I am sorry that other shops also felt the need to also accost you. And I hope that that has ended and I hope things have gotten much better for you. All right, guys, this is Lady Dreadnought here on Dread Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of Monkey Business for Monkey Feeds. Episode three will be coming out and it is going to be our first guest of the show. I can't wait for you guys to meet them. It's going to be a fun episode for reals. Again, thank you all of you for listening. I truly appreciate it. It is truly sad what is happening with this whole situation. And my only thing on why I'm doing this is because I really want this story to get out there between how viral it's going on TikTok with Bougie and the Babe, as well as how viral this podcast is going. And now that the news has picked up on it, I do have good news is that it is starting to get heard by the powers to be. So it's only a matter of time before the karma, before the consequences catch up to Rachel. There are so many people aware of it now. And if you're listening and you are a victim of Monkey Feet USA, whether she has stolen a design of yours, she has said something, or you are missing money, please report it. Please go and report this and Rachel to the New Jersey Attorney General's office, your state's Attorney General's office, report it to the Better Business Bureau, and even the Florida Attorney General's office. The best thing for you to do right now is to not be silent. So please report it when you can, even to your local police department so it is on record, so that more and more and more complaints are there. It is really hard to ignore that. And again, there are things coming out of this. I'm not going to disclose too much. You just need to make sure your voice is heard. And if you are missing money from Monkey Feet USA, whether you use Sezzle or you use PayPal or you use your bank, whatever the case may be, I encourage you to join the Facebook group, Monkey Feet MF buyer beware 
They have a ton of tutorials on there that can help you in figuring out how to get your refunds and how to get your money back. It may not happen if you're over 180 days past, but some people have been lucky with that. So please look into it. Please join that group so you can see it and you can try and get your money back. And on that note, yes, I am no longer a part of that Facebook group in and of itself. That is a story that is neither for here nor there and has nothing to do with this podcast. The only thing I'm going to say is this. I was very serious. And when I mentioned that if someone would like to take over the class action lawsuit website to please reach out to me and I will give you the login information so you can take over it from there. All I did was get it up and running. I have not lost money from this. I have no dog in the race or whatever phrase you want to use. So those of you who do, please reach out to me if you would like to take over this so that you can have that information. There have been at least 20 people that have signed up that want to be a part of it. So please reach out to me. You can email me at dreadtalkpodcast at gmail.com. If you're looking to be a guest on the show, you can email me at the same one or you can go to my website at beacons.aa. AI slash Lady Dreadnought and click the button that says share your story. Thanks again for listening, you guys. I am Lady Dreadnought, your host, and I'll see you in the next episode of Dread Talk. Today's episode was brought to you by Lady Dreadnought, your host. All of the information shared in this episode and on this podcast either comes from the sources that are labeled and listed within the episode itself, or they came from the Monkey Feet Buyer the Beware group that is found on Facebook, as well as other sources that have come forward that want their story shared or information and facts that they have sent my way. Dread Talk is a free podcast that is played anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can find them on Amazon, Google, Apple, etc., etc., etc. Streaming new episodes weekly, all for you. In this show, we like to deep dive into things that need awareness brought about what's happening with them and more people to hear about them, bringing people on the show that you are dying to meet and continuing the story from Lady Dreadnought's TikTok channel. We are always looking for fun guests that would like to come on the show. So if you ever want to be one, please head to my website and check them out. We have a blog associated with this podcast where you can get more behind the scenes as well as some fun photos and things that were shared from all sorts of fans from around the world. Thank you again for helping us to hit the top 20 in after shows within Apple Podcasts. Disclaimer, things shared in this show are done for, well, entertainment purposes. They are my opinions. There are facts and there are a lot of things that need to be shared for the world and awareness. So please enjoy this podcast. If you have any feedback to leave me, please email me at dreadtalkpodcast.gmail.com. I'll catch you guys later. Look at you sticking around after the credits expecting bonus content. Did you think there was going to be bonus content? Well, you were right. Thank you for sticking around, you guys. So this is to those of you who have been sending me tons of messages and emails and comments all over my social media, wondering who in the heck I was referring to in episode one when I said that there was a boutique that was doing this for attention. You probably assumed it was Bougie and the Babe. In fact, quite a few of you mentioned that. No. No, it is not Bougie and the Babe. Bougie and the Babe, I have the utmost respect for because she took it upon herself to put herself out there to bring awareness to Rachel Delfonso and the scammer she is. Shout out to Novus Device. 
my fan from TikTok. She found one of Bougie and the Babes videos and sent it my way and said, hey, this might be a good idea for a new episode on your podcast. And she was absolutely right. I want this thing to go as viral as possible. So any of you who are willing to talk about it on your social media, I hope you will. I encourage that you will. Please keep it factual. And I hope it goes viral because the scammer Rachel Delfonso and her business and the $2 million that she has stolen and even more that has occurred, she needs to be stopped and the powers to be need to be aware. And yes, they are now becoming aware of it. So it is working. So keep up the good fight. And the rest of you, you're just going to have to stay tuned to see who I was referring to because I'm not giving any more spoilers. Thanks for listening, you guys. I'll catch you in episode three.